Hi, this is Dr. Baker J. Baker with Tell It Like It Is, the really tell it, man, we'll really tell it like it is tonight. Anyway, I want to welcome you to this Tuesday night, and you know I'm off next week, so catch it quick this week. I'm going to talk about an uh, a issue that I see happening in the body of Christ that pretends like they are the kingdom of God. And it is, I'm going to talk about integrity. I'm going to talk about morality. I'm going to talk about humility, transparency, and uh, just total honesty. And I'm going to mention some of the words, and some of them I will look up and give you definitions, give you uh, Webster's 18, 1828 um, um, uh, definitions. And um, first of all, let's pray. Uh, Father, I thank you and I praise you that you give me the ability to articulate what it is that you're giving me so that I do this the way that uh, you want it done. And I thank you that I give you praise, glory, and honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, I'm talking, I'm broaching this subject because uh, recently I've been dealing with and having interactions with people that say they are of the kingdom of God, but... Um, you know, they, the way that they do things and the way that they uh, act and react with issues uh, is something that's totally different. When God has something for us, we don't have to try and make it work. We don't have to hook and crook and go through things in order to make it happen. And I re really believe that a lot of times people say, God told me this, God told me this, God told me this, Holy Spirit told me this, oh, the Spirit of God told me this, and I was praying, and I was in such deep prayer, and then He came and He did all of that. And uh, evidently, you're so immature that He can't <clears throat> that He can't speak to you through His Word, that He can't... Um, uh, that it's not just a walking and talking and finding it in his word, but he has to boom on you. Uh, when, when that happens, I mean, it's like if that's what's always happening in your life, it shows that you're immature. You know, when, when my children were small, I used to have to tell them everything. I told them what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and all of these things. As they started to get older, I started to allow them to do things themselves. I started to have them to look up things themselves and find answers and bring those things and have those tested and, and showed them where they were wrong and showed them where they were right and showed them how they could improve and this type of thing. And where did I get that from? I know I got it from the Lord. Eve, I got it from God. He, uh, he wasn't my Lord and my Savior at that time. He was my Savior, but he wasn't my Lord. I had not given him my life where nothing matters other than what it is to be, uh, 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 that's him. You see, honesty, when you're doing something in the kingdom, you can be totally transparent. Everybody in the world can know what you're doing. Just think about that now. See, that's the kingdom of God. It is not where you have to be hiding. It's not where you have to be hooking and crooking. It's not where you have to do things and then you don't want everyone else to know it. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place in your life where you live a life of morality and integrity. Many times what happens in people's lives, and it's really sad, is that they feel that they should be further than they are. They feel that because of their gifts, oh, my gift is so great and I, I know so much when they actually know so little that I should be further along. People should be able to recognize this. Your gift can make room for you. But it takes something greater than that. It takes maturity. It takes, it takes a, a, a moral stand. It takes humility to be able to stay in that place. Um, when you talk about the word morality, when you talk about the word morale, it's relating to a practice. The kingdom of God is such, it is a practice. You know, one of, one of the things that's, that's really interesting in the word of God is Second uh, Peter one four, whereby you are given, uh, where whereby are given unto us an exceeding great and precious promises. Now listen to this. That by that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lusting after things. 
This is a commandment of an impossible lifestyle. It's impossible to live it on your own, okay? The key to living this impossible way is a change of nature, a change in nature, a change. And this is not something that you're able to do on your own. This is something that happens as your old nature change. When my old nature changed, when I was in the world, I was a hooker and a crooker. Well, yeah, hooker. Yeah, I guess that's right too. Yeah, it was all of that stuff, okay? And I would do whatever it took in order to get what it was that I wanted to have done, okay? That's not the same way. I don't work in that way anymore. You see, now I'm partakers of the nature of God. How can I live? How can I live in this change of mind? Because I have the mind of Christ. Now I look at it. You know, they used to have this saying, what would Jesus do? How would Jesus do this? How would God do this? God would not, uh, God does not bend things. God does not do things that goes against his word. Now listen to this, manners or conduct of men as social beings in relation to each other. I'm not going to do anything that's going to harm you. If I know that I've done something that's going to harm you, I'm immediately going to ask God for, my, uh, for forgiveness, go to you and ask you for forgiveness, and then work on forgiving myself. And with reverence to right or wrong, I believe that there's many that call themselves believers, that they don't know right from wrong because they're still living in the Adamic nature. They're living in the nature, I want what I want when I want it. I want this, so it must be right. God told me I could have it. Many times God told me this and God told me I could have this and God told me I could have this. And then we go out and try to make it happen. The word moral is applicable to actions that are good or evil. If it's a lie, it is evil. The devil, Satan, is the author, the father of lies. If it is not the truth, then it is a lie and it is evil. It, if it is the truth, truth is Jesus. Lie is devil. That's hard for people to understand. And then they say they lie, they manipulate, and then they say this is a kingdom thing. The word moral is applicable to the actions that are good or evil, virtuous or vicious. When you do something that is wrong, that is evil, it is vicious. When you do what is right, it's virtuous and has a reference to the law of God as the standard by which their character is to be determined. Now, this is in the dictionary. The character, well, this is, this is legal. Well, abortion is legal, but that doesn't mean that I have to go out and get one. Uh, smoking marijuana is legal in many states, but that does not mean that it's moral. That does not mean that it lines up with the word of God. Alcohol, getting drunk is legal. As long as you get drunk in your house and you don't drive, it's legal. But is that the way that you want to live? So, you know, uh, the Bible says, uh, when Jesus was talking, he says, the kingdom is very different. He says, you say, don't have sex with a woman outside of marriage. But I say, the kingdom says, if you look upon a man or a woman to lust after them, then you've done that already. Our standards are so much higher. Why is it and how is it that we're able to say that we're people of the kingdom but yet we have uh, junkyard dog morals, junkyard dog uh, 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 attitudes, junkyard dogs, and, and, and acting like that, acting like the world, and doing what it is that we do. And then we still want to put a Jesus sign on it. We still want to put a kingdom of God sign on. We better stop being, uh, we better stop that, stop lying on the Holy Spirit. Ananias and Sapphira did that, and they uh, dropped dead, okay? We need to start to come to the place where we really ask God, where we go to a thing in God and 
and find out what his word says. The problem with most of, most of this is people don't know the word of God. They know about the word of God. They can memorize the word of God, but they have no depth in it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> they try to live a life of somebody else's life. I can't live your life. You know, uh, I, 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 I guess I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed. Apostle Jones my, was my spiritual head, a spiritual uh, apostle, overseer, and still we're still connected in, in that way in some, some parts of it. But one thing I was never concerned about, I was never concerned about his morals, I was never concerned about his honesty, I was never concerned about whether he would tell the truth or whether he would tell a lie. I knew something about him and I didn't care what anybody said. One of the things that I knew was that he was honest. Things I know about my brother Cal, uh, Calvin Cook, is that he is moral, that I'm not concerned about reading about or finding out about. He was out there screwing somebody other than, uh, uh, and, and cheating on his wife or that he stole something or that he lied about something in order to get something. But he is a man of truth. He's a man of humility. He's a man that has the spirit of the fear of the Lord. This is the difference. People do not have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So therefore they live their lives the way that they want to live it. They go where they want to go. They plant themselves in church, They in congregations. They unplant themselves from it. They have parents and then they disparents off. You know, they unparent people. Uh, I was, uh, Mark told me, uh, Dr. Mark said, well, I've been unparented and, and I, I've been unparented too. But you know, all of these things, why is that? Because you didn't fit the mold that people wanted you to be in. We better wake up and we better wake up to maturity. And then these are people, here it is. And if this is you, then you need to get on your face. You need to do some changing. I don't care who it is. If it was me, I would tell myself, this is what you need to do. Because until you are stable, until there is stability in you, you're going to be like the sea tossing to and fro with every wind of doctrine, never understanding, never going through what it is that you're supposed to go through because it's hard, because it's difficult, because it doesn't feel good, because it's, it's, it's difficult to get there. You know, I drove when I lived in, um, Monterey and then when I lived in Santa Cruz County and uh, when I uh, lived there uh, I drove from uh, Monterey uh, Seaside Monterey all the way down to uh, no 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 that's wrong um, I drove from from uh, Santa Cruz all the way down to Antioch or uh, 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 Pittsburgh, whichever one it was, in order to go to church on Sunday mornings. Why is that? Because God had assigned me there. I had given my word to be there. When I was down here or whatever it was, I drove all the way to Monterey in order to get to church. All of these different things. He's always made me have distances. I drove from Santa Cruz to San Jose for I don't know how many years until I moved to uh, where I am now, Manteca. And then I now I drove from Manteca to San Jose for years, for at least 12 to 13 to 14 years or longer. Do you understand? And did not miss a Sunday because it was too far to drive or because it was rainy or because it was foggy or because I didn't feel like it. Do you understand? I mean, one of the things that because, oh, because the roads are windy or because, you know, I live off, I live on, on highway, off of highway 17 and having to drive down, you know, it's going to be difficult going back. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. No, because I understand commitment. I understand my word. I understand this. There's times that I've had to rent cars. There's times that I had to get rides. There's times I had to do a number of different things, but my word is who I am. And I began, because see in the world, oh, I was a hooker and a crooker, as I said before. I was a liar and a cheat. And, 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 and this is how I lived. I mean, you know, because I sold drugs, because I sold me because I did all of those different kinds of things. I learned to lie. But when I came into the kingdom of God, I realized something. I realized that I had a change of nature. 
See, this is one of the things that many people don't have. That's because Jesus has never become their Lord. When he becomes your Lord, your whole nature changes. Why is that? Because then you start to think like him and you start to walk in the awe and the fear and the in, in that trembling of him, you start to realize how great he is, how powerful he is. You start to look at God as something other than your buddy. You start to look at God as something, as someone other than, than just your papa that you can go and sit in his lap and just do all of these great things. And you start to really think, oh, I was in the throne room the other day and I was here the other day and I was here. And we go through all this flippant crap, which you line your behind off in the first place. Uh, because n number one, you start to look at the people in the Bible. You start to look at John who knew Jesus here on the earth, but when he saw him and his uh, in his power, in his authority, he fell down on his face as dead. We got to start to remember, we have to start to ask God, is this truly, where am I? What is this that's going on? The word, however, may be applied to actions which affect uh, only or primarily or principally a person's own happiness. Okay, uh, mankind is broken and loose from moral bands. Many times, here it is, we've, I mean, we've, we've all broken them, and we're, we've been loose from moral bands, from the moral bands of God. Uh, keep at least one, uh, keep at least within the compass. Here's another thing for morality. Keeping within the compass of moral actions, which have in them vice or virtue. Every choice that we make has a consequence. The consequence can work for us or it can work against us. Another thing is uh, a moral law, subject to a moral law and capable of moral actions, bound to perform social duties as a moral agent or being. We have so many immoral people that are in, uh, in, in, in Christendom. Many people don't know God. Many People call themselves apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. They call themselves all of these different things, but they don't look like God. They don't act like God. And what do I mean by that? I don't mean that they have to dress a certain way or whatever, but I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the morality. I'm talking about the humility. I'm talking about the honesty. Honesty is this one that honors, um, you know, here it is when I, when, um, I remember, as I was growing uh, with Apostle Jones and uh, 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 affiliated with the organization and doing whatever it is and still, uh, still to this day, you know, one of the things of it is, is this, is that I honored him. I honored him not only in word, but in actions and in deed, because he was committed to my spiritual growth. He was committed to my walk. He was committed to that. So naturally, he gave me spiritual things. Naturally, I gave him natural things. I presented him with finances. He didn't need my money. He did not need my money. His his Bentley didn't need my money for his gas. His, his uh, Range Rover didn't need it. His houses and his properties and, and all the different things that he has, he didn't need it. He's, uh, he has businesses of his own. He had all of these things, but I honored him, not only in word, but in action. There's many people that have spiritual parents that have never given them a dime. They call you on the phone. They on the phone with you 20 hours. They just keep calling and calling and calling and don't want to give up squat. You understand? I mean, my Lord, it's because you don't honor it. You call, you go through something, here it is, something, they tell you something, and instead of you receiving that and taking it to the Word of God first and then to God, because if you don't have the Word of God, you're not going to be going to God, taking it to the Word of God, finding out, reading the whole thing, studying and praying, and, 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 and all of that, you want to argue, people want to argue, and what do they want to argue about? They want to argue to make you know that they're right, to have you come over to the way that they're thinking. So I just let them know, you know, that's ignorance, gone to see, taking root and growing. So you just go ahead and keep growing that way until you get tired of it. Um, the word honest is upright, just, fair, and dealing with others, free from uh, trickiness and fraud 
acting and having the disposition to act at all times according to justice or correct moral principles. This is the word honest, okay, uh, that's applied to others. An honest man's uh, an honest man's the noble uh, that is has the noblest work of God. Here it is, a noble work of God. These things that we do. I remember there's people that have said to me, "Oh, look at what God gave me. How did God give that to you?" Well, He just gave it to me. Uh, no, He didn't. You lied on your application. You lied on this. You said you did this. You said you did this, and you didn't. You see, no, you lied. You hooked and you crooked. And that's what it is that you did. I'm glad I have my daughter, Elie, that does my taxes. She is one of the strictest people as far as the taxes go because she remembers things about my taxes that I don't even remember. I am really glad about that. I mean, she takes it and she takes it through a, a fine tooth comb and she gets, she gets as many of the legal things as possible. But if there's anything that there's this little issue with, she'll go to the side of, we're not going to deal with that. We're not going to put that in. We're just not going to do with that. If, if later and, and, and one year she forgot, she, I mean, she, she threw out something that she thought might be a little iffy. And then the, I see, here's how God did only one time in my life. The IRS says that there was a mistake on your taxes and we owe you my lord she said uh, it was it was it was one of those things but we erred on the side of righteousness and honesty rather than erring on the side of of crookedness and cheating um an honest uh uh, uh honest position it talks about an honest position here leaves his patient when he can uh uh, contribute no more to his health. An honest person, an honest physician, an honest therapist, an honest person says, you know what? I can't help you. Uh, this person is fair. They're frank. They're, 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 they're direct. Honesty is direct. It's sincere. It's, it's unreserved. It's according to truth as an honest confession. It does not matter if it hurts your feelings. It just hurts your feelings, but honest is honest. Okay. Um, it's fair, it's unimpeached, it's sincere, it's uh, pure uh, uh, or just principles. It's all the things that God is. It's faithful, it's chaste, it's all of those things. That's what honesty is, okay? We're going to still, we're still going on this because we're going to talk, we talked about moral and we're going to talk about legal and we're going to talk about ethical, okay? Many people have no ethics. And that's a bad thing. You know, I'm a real estate broker uh, and um, there are there are ethics that are attached to this. Uh, the word ethics, the doctrines of morality. Again, all of these things are intertwined. Okay. Some of you are saying right now, why did I get on this program tonight? Because probably you need it. Okay. The doctrines of morality or social manners, the science of moral philosophy, which teaches men the duty and the reasons of it. See, ethics teaches that. There's real estate ethics. There's, uh, uh, there's ethics in my profession. There are pastoral, there are ministry ethics. There's godly ethics. And then there are the ethics of the kingdom of God, which is the highest of all. We as believers, we as kingdom citizens, if you are a kingdom citizen, many people holler, I'm a kingdom citizen. You don't bit more uh, know what a kingdom citizen is and you sure don't live like a kingdom citizen because you lie, you don't get to places on time, you cheat God, you rip him off, you won't tithe, you won't give him offerings, you won't give him first fruits, you won't do any of those things. That's not ethical. That's cheating. That's saying, I'm going to live in your house, but I ain't going to pay you nothing. I'm a squatter. I got squatter's rights rather than having tithers rights and first fruiter rights and all and alms rights and and giving rights you got squatters rights i deserve you i don't deserve you I, you and any preacher many times preachers won't even talk like this why won't they talk like this well because people don't want to hear about that they think you always after their money they ain't got no money 
The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It all belongs to him in the first place. And then if you want to say that I am after their money, because that's one of the, I'm after what they got. Why? Not to give to me, but for them to release it so that they can get more. You stingy thing. That's why you so broke. Any rate, I'm not going to stay there, but I will be back. Okay. A system of moral principles, a system of rules that are, are regulating the actions and the morals of men in society. These are things, these are things of the kingdom. Do we have any comments? You got comments coming up? What did they say? What did somebody say? You sitting up there laughing. My, my, my producer here is laughing at me. So Tell so, it. Oh, <laughs> who said yes. this? <laughs> okay. All right. Stingy thing. Yeah, people be on stingy things and stuff. Why is that? It's because they don't trust God. How is it that you're going to love? Here it is. You talk about yourself. I love my wife. I love my husband. You love him so much. You don't give him no sex. You don't give him no time. You don't give him no money. You don't smooth this for him. You don't do anything for him. But I love you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Love has actions. Do you understand? Honesty has actions. Ethics has actions. Morality has actions. Everything has actions. Faith has actions. Without that, there is no truth to what it is that you are saying. We're talking about, I love God. Oh, I just love God. Oh, shandalaban, yandalaban, mambarabababab, all of us. And, and yet, God says, this is the least that you can do. And you won't even do that. Mm, mm, mm. But I trust God. I trust in him with all my heart and God's going to give me this and God's going to give me this and God's going to give me this. It's like in the book of Proverbs, it says, gimme, gimme, gimme. It has no end. It's gimme, gimme, gimme. And I ain't putting this on uh, um, nothing that rhymes with it. It's like, gimme, God, gimme this, gimme this, gimme. Oh, look at what God gave me. Look at what God did. Look at what God did. Look at what God did. When was the last time you talked about what you did in God's kingdom? Besides going out preaching lies, without going out just telling everything that you can tell. But when was the last time that you took your labors and you put them into the thing? God talks about that all through his book, all through his word, all through it. I know that there are fathers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, but there's apostles and and. and and prophets, there are fathers that labor for you, that pray for you. There's pastors. There's all of those things that do. And then you, uh, 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 people uh, that are supposed to be of God, don't want them to have anything. I'm not going to get, no, I'm not going to give that because they might buy something with it. My Lord, I know Dr. Baker don't need nothing because she walk around with them purses and all them diamonds she be having and all of those things. You know what? You keep it, okay? Because without the love, without the love, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't want it and neither does God. You see, I tithe, I give, not just because it's ethical, not just because it's moral, not just because it's, it's, it's a part of the legal system in order for the kingdom of the government of God, not, not just for those reasons, but I realize something that I cannot outgive him. God loved me. God loves me and he gave something that I could not have bought. So everything I have, I live with open hands. Whatever is in my hands, he can have it. He can do what he chooses to do for it. He can put it in and he can take it out. And uh, uh, cheating him on a tithe or cheating him on a first fruit or cheating him on an alms or cheating him in any of those areas. Oh, no, 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 no. No, baby. Uh-uh. Never. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Any rate, morality. I'm still talking about morality. Okay. We're subject to this moral law. We're bound to perform by it. Our social duties, moral agent or being. I want you to do something. I want you to really check out your life. Because many of you are living, some of you are living in dangerous situations. And you don't even realize it. You compromise with your children. You compromise for them. You compromise in finances. You compromise in order to get things. And you get things and they weren't gotten right. And so therefore it's hard to keep. Anytime you, tr you, cr you 
you trick to get something, anytime you're crooked to get something, you're going to have to stay crooked in order to be able to keep it. But when God gives you something, when God opens up something for you, then uh, there's an ease about it. There's something you have to go, yes, you have to go through things. I mean, I'm not telling you that we don't have to fight to receive what it is they have to do, but we don't do anything immoral or we don't put other people in, in jeopardy and we don't lie to institutions. Uh, supported by evidence or reason or probability, founded on experience of the ordinary course of things as, mor as moral certainty, distinguished from physical or mathematical certainty or demonstration, um, <clears throat> conform to the rules of right. That's morality. Conform to the rules of righteousness, the righteousness of God. It is a divine law respecting social duties. See, if you're seated in a seat, and I'm seated in my seat in heavenly places, if I'm seated in Jesus, then I have his mind. So if I'm going to say that God is telling me to do something crooked, then I'm saying that there is no such thing as God. Because see, God says, I am not a man that I would lie. I can't lie. So I can't, I, I can't crook things. Well, you know, God says it, it don't matter what it is because I heard a preacher say, if, God, if today is Tuesday and God says it's Sunday, then it is Sunday. God ain't gonna say that. Do you understand? He does not use his words in order to manipulate in that way. Yes, he can tell the sun to stand still. Yes, he can tell things to stop. Yes, he can do those things. But what I'm talking about, you're talking about frivolous things. You're talking about to be able to, to, to get something that is for your own use. That's wrong. Just wrong. You say, Dr. Baker, you, you, you're on this tonight, right? Yeah, I have some things that are going on in, in, in my life and some people that I care about and I see them walking in dangerous territory and uh, I know that they're not the only ones because uh, I am a therapist and I have, I have people that I deal with, clients and, and family members and all of them that are in this, this position and it's because of fear and uh, uh, fear of lack, fear of this, fear of whatever. You know, sometimes, it, you know, I remember when I was still in the world, it was really interesting. I was dating this guy. Well, I don't know if you call it dating or not, but anyway, we were uh, 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 sex buddies. And um, um, what happened is I, 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 was, I was loose at that time. And I remember going to this bar and meeting this other guy and uh, getting entangled with him and um, went back and I think I told him about it or some kind of way he found out about it and we broke up. And I decided that I didn't want to be broke up, that I wanted to get back with him. And I tried to hook and crook, and I was even going to buy this thing that he wanted. This was during the hippie times. Uh, buy this bus that he wanted, and I'm hooking and trying to find this this bus so that, that, that it could be remodeled, and I could do this, and I could do this, and I could do this. And, I'm, and then I realized, you are acting like a desperate woman. You going to buy this man? You going to buy, I mean, you, you know, you're not just going to give away your body and, and, and the sex, but now you're going to buy somebody, you're going <laughs> you to have to buy somebody to have sex with you, or you out of your rabbit behind mine. I, all of a sudden, I shook myself and came to my senses. I was in the world. I was in the world. I did that. But there are people in the church. There are Christians, so-called Christians. There are men and women doing this stuff even today. Okay? You can't buy that. You cannot make a person be with you. They will only be with you until they get what they want. And then when they get what they want, they realize, you know what? This ain't worth it because you ain't worth it. You know, they don't even see the worth in you. Why is that? Because you don't see no worth and value in yourself. Any rate, that was a side note. Okay. Conformed to the right interior 
and exterior behavior and deportment, which means how it is that you stand with something. You know, uh, leading this life that God has given you and having it to be uh, uh, in that morality. Some people try to be moral, but they never can be. Why is that? Because they don't have the life of Christ on the inside of them. And legal, let's talk about the word legal because I'm not going to go over my time today. I'm, I'm, I still got a lot of time left. My God, and I'm talking slow tonight too. Um, <clears throat> okay, okay. The legal, according to the law, in conformity with law as a legal standard or a test, a legal procedure. Okay, it is right now in our nation, we are going through a lot of different things with, is it legal to ask somebody for a uh, proof that they have had a vaccination? Is it legal to make people get a vaccination? Is it legal to make people stop talking about things that they don't agree with? Is this legal? Is this moral? Is this ethical? There are many things that they are saying that are legal, but they're not moral and they're not ethical. And the thing of it is, is this, uh, there, is, there is no thing, there's things that are permitted by law, but uh, they're illegal in some places and they're legal in other places in different countries. So see, law is dependent upon the society in which you live. And so therefore, I live by the law of the kingdom of God. Why is that? That is a government and that government is a more stricter government than the law of the, uh, of the land in which I live in, which is the United States of America or uh, whatever country it is that you live in. The laws of the kingdom are higher laws. Why is that? It's because the, the law of the kingdom is the law of God inside of you. It is not and has nothing to do with necessarily the law of the land. You, this is why it's so easy when you live in the kingdom and you live in the law of the kingdom of God, this is why it's so easy to follow the laws of the land. You know, God said that we're to honor those, that we're to follow the laws, that we're to do those things, give to Caesar what belongs to him, give God what belongs to him. But when we give God what belongs to him, then it's so much easier to give Caesar what belongs to him. Because why? Because God's law is a higher law. So if you're going to be governed uh, by a lower law, don't tell me you have a kingdom business because a kingdom business, a kingdom business or a kingdom life or a kingdom marriage or a kingdom of God relationship, it's a much higher standard. It's how you look at things. You see, here is the problem. The problem is this. If I look at things so that I can twist them the way that I want to twist them, I am not living a kingdom of God system. I am living in a natural moral system. I'm living under the law of the land. But I choose to live in the law of the kingdom of God because that's a safer place for me. Okay? Um... Uh, anything is legal which the law does not forbid. Uh, see, in my kingdom, in in the in the law of 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 the uh, natural kingdom, the that law says you can lie if it's if if it's to your benefit or if it's necessary. The law of the kingdom of God says there is no time to lie. Every it's yes or no, truth or lie. In in um. In the law of the land, there's gray areas. In the law of God, there are no gray areas. Are, 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 are you getting this? You see, so this is the reason that it is, it is, uh, um, this is the reason that is so is so important. Many times there are so many crimes that are committed against the kingdom of God, against those who, I mean, from those who say that they are kingdom citizens. You're not a kingdom citizen. You're not living like a kingdom citizen. You have broken the laws of the kingdom. You say, well, we're not under law. We're under grace. Paul said this, or the Bible says this. Uh, he did, Jesus said he didn't come to do away with the law, he came to fulfill the law. 
so that the law could be lived from the inside out, not the outside in. So therefore, he says, I write this law on your heart. So it, on my heart, I'm quickened. If I, if I live, if I'm not hardened to the things of God, when I do something wrong, when I say something wrong to someone, when, I, when I'm harsh or when I lie, and, and uh, tell somebody, I'm going to be there at a certain time, or I'm going to give you this at a certain time, or whatever it is, and I don't do it. I'm grieved. My God, I'm grieved. I start to go through all kinds of gyrations. Look, I am so sorry. I am, I am, I am sorry. I lied to you. I did this. Oh, that's okay. No, it's not okay. Uh, uh, it is not okay. I said I would do this at this time, this date. This is what I said. Because why? Because that law is written on the inside of my heart. And what it is, as, as what it is, my word is who I am. So I am not going to live the life of a liar. I don't want to live that life. I don't want to live the life of a crook. I don't want to live that life of a manipulator. I don't want to live that life because however it is, my words, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> my words and my actions is who I am. It's not, it's not, oh no, that's not who you are. That's just what you did. No, it's who I am because as a man sees or as a person thinks in their heart, this is who they become. So I become a, I, I become a Christ-like being. Excuse me. I become that Christ-like being, that image. This is one of the reasons that... Let's go to um, uh, Psalms 1 for just a quick moment. Um... I was going to go so quick and not as quick as I thought because finding one of the Bibles that I want to use on this thing, which one? This is a big pad, so it's got a lot of these little, little pictures on here. Um, okay, Baker. <clears throat> Oh, okay, here it is, Psalms 1. Okay, let's go to Psalms 1. Let me show you something. Come on. Now listen to this. Blessed or cursed are you. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. This is so, so, so important. The counsel of the ungodly, the advice the purpose, the implications, the prudence, the advertisement, you know, all of those things of the ungodly. Now, what is the ungodly? That word is rasha, the guilty one, the wicked one, the one that's lying on God, the one that's morally wrong, concretely guilty, doing wicked things, doing crooked things, twisted things. That's what the word wicked means nor stands in the way of sinners. When you listen to ungodly counsel, when you do crooked things, you're standing in the way of sinners. You're sitting in the seat of the scornful because your delight, your desire to please God, your pleasure, your longing, your, 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 your total acceptance, your, your desirable, your mannerisms, uh, uh, your purpose and your willingness is, is not in the law, the law of the Lord. And because when it is, then what you're doing, you're meditating on that law day and night to see. And what that, what that means is this, you're allowing the law of the kingdom of God, the fear, the, the spirit of the fear of the Lord to check out your heart, to check out what it is. And what has happened is this, many people have become hard because they have done wrong for so long until they think wrong is right and right is wrong. And that's what the adversary does. He twists it so that you think that what you're doing is okay. Why? Because your heart is hardened. Your heart is hardened to that. But it says this, but his delight 
is in the law of the Lord and he meditates on it day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth good fruit good fruit good fruit brings forth his fruit bring forth his fruit in his season and his leaves do not wither and whatsoever he does will prosper the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff with the wind driven away therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the lord knows the ways the way the way of the righteous but the way of the ungodly will perish and what i'm saying tonight when i'm what what, what god is, is letting us know is this it's how we however it is that we choose to walk it's important i know that this is probably somewhat dull to some of you today because uh uh it's, it's not meant to to do anything other than to touch you it's meant to let you know that we're in a we're in a place right now that god wants to pour out uh, many things upon his people he wants to provide all of those things that are necessary he wants to provide the cars the houses the boats the planes the trains the the prisons the towns and all of these different things he wants his prosperity and his riches to come upon his people but he's looking for people that he can trust he's looking for honest people he is not looking for people that will hook and crook and do whatever it is that they have to do to get what it is that they want and to do it their way he's looking for people his eyes are going to and fro throughout all the earth to find that there's people in the earth that will do things his way and once we start to do things his way then he says i can trust you i can pour these things out on you why is that because you don't lust after something you don't have to have something there is nothing in life that i have to have except the relationship with him i don't have to have the heart that I don't have to have the trappings. I don't have to have the stuff. I don't have to have any of those things. I'm not striving to get those things. Those things are, you know, it, it's even tonight. It was really a thing. I was sitting downstairs and, and I was on the computer and they were saying, oh, here's this thing. Here's a recipe for prime rib. And I look at some of these recipes because I cook excellent prime rib myself. So I don't really need their really thing. And I said, ah, you know, I'm about, I, I think I'll do that. I think I'll cook prime rib. I think I'll have one of those this week or whatever. My neighbor called me and he said this. It's so, I mean, he's one of my kids. He said, um, he says, uh, "Can I interest you in a prime in, in a in a prime rib dinner?" And I mean, it was three minutes after I had thought about it. I meant, you know, before I called, I'd already answered and I laughed at it. And what he did, we met at the fence like we always do. And 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 there it was, whole dinner, whole everything. Uh, also some Cambodian food along with it, because he's Cambodian. Uh, uh, also some of that kind of food too. I meant, you know, all of these double kinds of things and everything. Why? I, I, I wasn't lusting after anything. What I'm saying to you tonight is this. Allow God to allow God to cleanse your heart. Allow him to do what he needs to do for you because there's too many that are supposed to be in the kingdom. There's too many that profess that Jesus is Lord of their life and he's not. And, and pride and the arrogance and, and, and the manipulation and all of these things, the desperation, the desperate people, the desperate things to get what it is that you want. And you think that you're doing things God's way and it's not his way at all. It does not please him. And so what I'm saying to all of us is this. I'm saying to the body of Christ, let's get cleansed up so that God can do what he wants to do in and through us realizing that you do not belong to yourself when we start to realize that we belong to God that we are his property that we are the ones that he wants to take care of then we will stop striving he never said to strive to get anything. He never said that. He says, I, I, God, supply all of the need that you have according to my riches, according to my ways, according to what it is and how it is that I work, according to my kingdom, according to my, my rules, according to my ethics, according to my uh, uh, legalities, according to my moralities, according to my ways. 
It's the kingdom of God way. So realize something. He will put your family together. He will do whatever is, is, is needed in order for you to be fulfill, to fulfill what he has for you to do in the earth. If God has told you to do something and he doesn't supply everything that you need, everything that you will ever need to do the work that he has given you to do. He has already supplied it. All you have to do is to walk in that direction, walk in his direction, and you won't miss it. I did not. I'll tell you the story about this house that I'm in. Um, the, the, uh, uh, the Lord had told me, he says, get ready to move. So I packed a box. And so I was ready to move. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like uh, I didn't get real deep in it. I, I, I didn't get any of that stuff. He says, get ready to move. So I packed the box and then I started getting things in order and making sure that I knew where everything was and that it was going to be fairly easy to pack or whatever it was. So I started getting ready, but actually I started getting ready mentally. And I asked him, where am I going to move? He didn't tell me anything. One of my sons, Alfonso, said, uh, Mama, I believe you're supposed to move to Brentwood. I said, fine, find me a house in Brentwood and I'll move to Brentwood. I didn't even know what Brentwood was. Um, and then somebody said, you're supposed to move to San Jose. I said, fine, find me the house that I want in San Jose. Another one said, oh, no, you're supposed to live in Livermore. I know that you're supposed to live in Livermore because God showed me you're supposed to live in Livermore. Okay, find me a house in Livermore. Another one said, no, Mountain House is the place you're supposed to live. And I'm thinking, where is Mountain House? Uh, okay, find me a house in Mountain House and I'll move to Mountain House, okay? And uh, I'm a real estate broker. I didn't go looking for myself. Uh, this person was going to do it and he would have made the commission. I was going to give him the commission. Uh, um, you know, it was my son. Uh, at any rate, this one and this one. And then one of my daughters said, Elohim said, why don't you move to Manteca? She was being funny. So I said, okay, if I find a house in Manteca. Well, my other daughter, the one that you guys see on the programs and different things, uh, 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 Pastor Lanzine, Lanzine said, um, then let's go look because she likes to go and look at houses. She liked to do all of that. And I'm thinking, I have seen enough houses. I'm telling you, I'm a real estate broker and have been for a whole lot of years. Okay. So we went and we went to this place. It was, I don't know if it was her birthday at that time or something. I had come up and... When I came into Manteca, I said, oh, okay, I could live here. But I, it wasn't during the hot, 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 hot times, okay? So we went to look at this property, and the lady said, uh, I said, oh, this is cute. I said, but it's too, it feels claustrophobic. And she says, I know exactly where you are to live. And I said, okay, give me the address. She said, no, I want to take you. I said, no. I, I don't know you and I'm a real estate broker and you won't end up getting the commission. She says, I don't care. She was this Russian lady. I don't care. I want to take you. So she brought me over to this place and I looked and I, I saw this model and I said, yeah, that could, that could possibly work. I went in the bedroom and to me it was claustrophobic. The bedroom bathroom is just, ugh, just claustrophobic too. And then I looked at the plan to see what I could change and how I could do this, how I could make it bigger. And, um, and, and so I said, fine. And, um, I, I talked to the agent and I was ready to fill out the paperwork and stuff. And cause the house was going to have to be built. And so I didn't have a, I didn't have a, a okay about it. And then I said, nah, I, I talked to the lender and I said, no, that's okay. I'm not going to do it. And so they kept looking and people kept looking and Alfonso called me and said, Mom, I can't find anything for you. He says, I'm, you, you know, uh, you, you're going to have to get somebody else to help you. And I said, okay, no problem. So I had been doing this class. It was called a 1015 and that was because it was at 1015 in the morning. You know, so smart we are. Anyway, um, I finished, I had just finished teaching the 1015 class and I was on my way back to my office and the Lord said to me, call Kathy and tell her that you will take plan 21. I said, okay. So I called Kathy and I said, Kathy, this is Dr. Baker. You probably don't remember me. She said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I said, okay. I'm going to give it to you just like I got it. The Lord told me to call you and tell you I would take plan 21. And she said, fabulous. Do you want to come up today? And I said, heck no. Today is Sunday. <laughs> and I'm not coming. Uh, by the time I leave here, I'm definitely not coming up there. 
And so she says, but the, the lot, now listen, the lot that you wanted is gone. I said, I didn't know I wanted a lot. You know, I didn't even know I picked the whatever. I said, oh, okay. She says, but if you'll take the last lot that will, will handle the house, uh, Plan 21, we'll give you $16,000 here. We'll give you a full 3% commission. We'll give you the, the lowest price. We'll give you... Uh, the, whatever it is, uh, uh, I wanted uh, uh, some other things. And when I got here and I said, oh, okay, okay, whatever. And I came up on that Wednesday. When I came up on that Wednesday, looked at the plan. I wanted this room, which it wasn't for this room. Nobody else, nobody had ever done it. I wanted this for a prayer room. And this was supposed to cost more money. They gave this to me for free. I wanted an exercise room downstairs. They did that for free. I wanted um, uh, a a chef kitchen with uh, the chef type uh, with with the professional oven and all of that. The 16, 18 day they gave me my whole kitchen thing with the refrigerator that I wanted with the high end uh, appliances and all of that. All of those things came in and I didn't have to pay for those. That was credits for that. I got the three percent commission, which I ended up putting back into the house. Um, not taking the cash and stuff for that. They gave me other other little things and, 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 and all of that. And so God worked it out. It was a smooth escrow. Not, I'm, I'm not going to say I didn't have uh, uh, anxieties and stuff because it's like one of these things. Okay, what's going to go wrong? What's going to go wrong? What's going to go wrong? You know, here it is. I mean, been a real estate broker for all these years. You know, there's always uh, uh, some hiccups and I'm doing that. But I did not have to lie. I didn't have to cheat. I didn't have to do anything. And I know that he told me to do it. And it it happened just the way that he told me it was going to happen. They told me how long it was going to take them for to build the house. The thing of it was when it closed, when it closed escrow, the latter part of, of uh, whatever the month was, um, my family was able to bring all of my stuff up hang up all of my clothes put all the things different things away he had people set and different things this group of people helped me pack and my, they didn't come down so that this group of people could put things together all of these things happened he ran it it was not a hiccup in my time i didn't move in as soon as escrow closed it took i moved in right before uh, uh april 15th or whatever it was it gave time to do everything that was done what i'm saying to you is this god i and and, and the same thing happened with my vehicle the same thing happened i didn't even go to the showroom and whatever it is they delivered it they picked this up they did this they did this even when i got a lemon uh it worked out well because the lemon I didn't like the way it drove, but the other car that I got after then was perfect. All of these things work out. All of these things can work if God is the one that's leading, guiding, and directing. Yes, you'll have hiccups, but you can do everything in the honesty, in the morality, and the high ground of the kingdom of God. I thank you so much for listening to me and I pray to you that I wasn't rambling. I pray to you that you caught this. I pray that you are able to receive this. I, I pray that you realize that when you come into Christ, that your whole nature changes, that now you have the mind of Christ and you start thinking like Christ and you're in the, you start to walk as a kingdom citizen, as a king, king as a king because he is the king of kings he is the lord of lords and he is our high priest so you're a king and a priest and a lord in the earth so why should you have to hook and crook and lie and cheat in order to get anything done you have to understand how to humble yourself how to realize something that you don't nobody owes you squat my father let me know at a very young age, Bobby, nobody owes you anything, anything that is done for you. You be grateful for it. And gratitude has gotten me far. And gratitude will take me all the way through being grateful. I was grateful as, a, 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 as an evangelist. I was grateful as a pastor. I was grateful as a prophet. I was I'd never really been a great teacher 
but grateful for the couple of things that he allowed me to teach. I was grateful that I, I did not want to be an apostle. In fact, I didn't want to be any of them. I think maybe I might have wanted to be an evangelist, okay, so I could go places and do things. You know, I thought that was fabulous, but it wasn't as fabulous as it was because he sent me down to uh, Beach Flats. He sent me down there where all these drug addicts and stuff like it was, stepping on needles and dressing up and stuff. But it was still fun. It was still a part of what it was that I was to do. But I'm grateful for all of these things. I'm grateful that he, he held off on my stepping into this office, having the gifts, working through them, working through these things. Why is that? Because my character is able to keep me here my character where my gifts will not take me my character will so uh next time we might it won't be next week because i won't be here but the next time we might talk on the character on your character let, let people ask you about let people tell you about your character whether you're a manipulator whether you're one that tries to make things happen for yourself and pretend that it's god you know, that song that, I forget who put it out. Oh, yes, I'm the great pretender, pretending that I'm doing well. Hmm. It seems as such that I pretend too much. I'm lonely and nobody can tell. Bull crap. Everybody can tell just how you are. Your character shows it. So I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Our website information is there, www.mteminc.org. Uh, you can go to the uh, donation thing and give into the ministry and help us to spread uh, the good news gospel of the kingdom of God with no compromise, because I ain't gonna compromise for you. And uh, I actually realized something. A guy told me something. He says, I really, he says, I, I watched you. I watched you teach an hour. And I'm thinking, what did I teach an hour except on these Tuesdays? And I'm thinking, wow, somebody really watches this. I mean, you know, <laughs> and I was humbled by that, really humbled by that. And my daughter, Lanzine, is working on my book and I'm writing up the last chapter of the Tell It Like uh, of uh, the Spirit of the Fear of the Lord in you. And uh, that'll be out soon. So at any rate, thank you for allowing me to come into your home, your car, or wherever it is that I'm in your house that you're watching this. And I thank you so much. And I'll be back next time when I'm to tell it like it is. Really telling it like it is. Bye-bye.